a good Arab Shabbos, Parshas, Baha'a uh, starting the Chazara from the t- top of Mem Dalad on the face. Just to note anyone who is, if anyone is listening to the recording from the top of Mem Dalad on the face, and when it's in Shul last week for the actual Shir, you'll note there's a bit of a gap, because in the last recording, uh, we did finish all the way to the bottom of Mem Dalad on the but in the actual Shir, we stopped the Mishnah, and I will make that up in the Shir, but as it's Hashem this week. But in terms of recording, it's all in place. We're in the top of Memdala Domin Beis, which is where we started this week. Top of Memdala Domin Beis, Amar Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Abdimi. Talking about the bracha of Beri Nefoshes, on what does one make Beri Nefoshes? So Amar Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Abdimi, Mishim Rabbeinu, in the name of Rabbeinu, presumably Rab, Al Habeyav Amini Kufra, on an egg or on types of meat, Patschelam Amarit Shahakal, before and to make Shahakal, Minavalsir Beri Nefoshes, Tabit Zuchuna, and afterwards to make Beri Nefoshes. Avad Yarkalo, but on vegetables, not. Even on vegetables, you make a very nefoshes out of mayo, living on water. But our Prophet Omar, our Prophet says, even on water, one makes a bracha, one makes very nefoshes. In other words, the, um, we, we spoke about a couple of possibilities, the Pnei Yeshua and the Tzlach, as to what exactly the Machlokah says. Just to mention one, the Tzlach said that according to Rabbi Yitzchak only on eggs and meat, which is something where you're actually killing off a barrier, you've got an animal and you've killed it. When I say killed it, it's finished. The life's over. Even the eggs. The Slach says the eggs, and this I didn't explain, the eggs, because they would have hatched, they would have become into, they, potentially they could have, theoretically, uh, become, uh, turned into, into, uh, into meat. I mean, obviously, not, in the Matthias, they won't do so, but, so therefore, in that sense, you've ki- killed off the barrier. But with, with, uh, with um, with uh, vegetables, it's it, it's not like that. Comes along the next month, and it says, no, even on vegetables, because on vegetables, at the end of the day, you have cut off; it's got to regrow. Whereas water doesn't actually water is so so to speak, to, at least from our perspective, is never ending. It's as if our cottage water was created and just left it to its own devices. Kaviyocha, that's what it seems to us. And a proper kaviyocha says, nonetheless, you still make a brothel. And we just pointed out, because the idea is, if you benefited, you have to say, Berin Apostles. It's irrelevant whether, from your perspective, it, doesn't, it looks like Hashem hasn't had to do anything. Obviously, it goes without saying, Anachim Ma'aminim B'nei Ma'aminim, Shadakadosh Baruch is Mechadish Betuba B'cholim Tomid, Shadakadosh Baruch is constantly bringing everything into existence. Continues on the Gemara. Mazutra Ovid Karavitzcha Barabdimi, Mazutra Hidid Lai Ravitzcha Barabdimi, i.e. only on meat and, uh, and eggs and these sort of things. Rabshimi Barashi Ovid Karavitzcha, Kitid Lai Ravitzcha, even on vegetables but not water. The Simonich, and the way to remember that is Chad Kitre, one did like two, Vitre Kachad, and two did like one. In other words, Chad means, means, uh, uh, means, um, let's get it, get it the right way around. Mazutra, he's the one, because it doesn't mention his father's name. He's only one generation. He did like two, i.e., like Ravitz Chabarabdimi, who is uh, got both the, the the son and the father's name mentioned. Whereas Trey Kachad, meaning that Rabshimi Barashi, which is both son and father's name mentioned together, he did like Ravitz who is just the person himself, not his father's name mentioned. Omar Ravashi says Ravashi, I know Zimna Dechimat Karna of Ibn Al Whenever I would remember, I would do. I would do like uh, like uh, like all of them. I even on water, even on vegetables, the whole lot. I would say very nefarious, and obviously that's the way we pass it. Tanan has been taught in the Mishnah culture: Tan bracha la'acharov, Tan bracha la'farov. Anything which needs a bracha after it requires a bracha before it. The Yisha Tan bracha la'farov, Tan bracha la'acharov. But you will find a case where you make a bracha before something, but you don't make a bracha afterwards. The Bishlam and Ravitz Chabarabdimi. That's fine. According to Ravitz Chabarabdimi, who says that you. Um, you do find such cases, where is that lafukiyarka to exclude vegetables? Vegetables you make a bracha beforehand, you don't make a bracha afterwards. 
who are in water, by the way, according to him. It goes without saying. Says the Gemara, the Rabbi Yitzchak, according to Rabbi Yitzchak, it also fits. Laufuke Mayo, it comes to X3 water. Water you make a bracha before and another bracha afterwards. El Rapopa, but according to Rapopa, Laufuke Mayo, what's he coming to exclude? Answers the Gemara, because he says, even on water, even water, the most basic of the lot, even now you have to make a bracha and a foshit afterwards. Answers the Gemara, Laufuke Mitzvah, it's coming to exclude Mitzvah, because when you do Mitzvah, you put on your tzitzis, you make a bracha beforehand, not afterwards. So the Gemara will live in but what about according to the Bnei Ma'arov, the people of Eretz Yisrael? The boss of the Masalki to Filayu, after they took off their spilling, the Varchi would make a bracha, Ashaikh, the Shonah, the Mitzvah, Savit, Sivon, and Ishmael Chukov. They would make a bracha, Ishmael Chukov. Because they held that, that, uh, to fill in, actually, there's a man of filling is not at night. And it's learned from the Possek, it's learned from the Possek, the Shabbat, the Sachukah, as it's learned from that Possek. They say it's talking about filling, not Pesach. And therefore, the Shomarat is not just that the time to the mitzvah doesn't apply then. Like, for example, we paskin that in truth, Tfilin and night is perfectly fine to wear. The only reason we don't do it is because of Shem, that we may not be able to control the body at night because the person falls asleep, Shem, we But the Esther, that part is not talking about Tfilin. Nonetheless, we hold that, the, that Shabbos and Yontav is not this month's Tfilin. So why don't we make a bracha before that? So we said, because it's only on, the, on, on there, the Shomarat is hachukah has this. So it's only on that mitzvah because there's an actual positive mitzvah, the shomarta esachuka, to guard, to make sure, so to speak positively, that you don't wear them at night. It sounds like it, 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 uh, it's much more than, than any other mitzvah. It's not just stub, the mitzvah ends there. It's like taking a, let's say, taking a lot of off If you want to do it, you can do it. You just accomplish nothing. It's not shot that you will have accomplished nothing. You will have actually been over on the shomarta esachuka azot. Therefore, they will make a broth on it. So according to them, you do make a bracha after, after the mitzvah. After the Gemara, uh, comes to ex- for them, it comes to exclude uh, on the son, on spices. You make a bracha beforehand, but we don't make a bracha after smelling spices. That's what they would have to say. Lemaita says, so to seemingly, they could have also answered, well, Lafuki other mitzvahs. Even according to Bnei Ma'arov, it's only on the mitzvah of they make a bracha afterwards. We spoke about a possible answer to that, and we mentioned the fact that the run Mikach this kasha, he learns that the Bnei Ma'arov would make a bracha on all mitzvahs afterwards. Uh, we spoke more about the Stosvahs during the Shea, about uh, the, uh, a little more about it, but uh, for our purposes that suffices. Obviously it goes without saying, we do not make a bracha on any mitzvahs afterwards, even on Tzvahs. Carries on the Gemara. Omar Rabbi Yanai, Omar, um, says Rabbi Yanai, the Gilles that they say here should be Omar Rabbi Zeyrov, says Rabbi Zeyrov, Kol Shul anything which is the size of an egg, then an egg would be better for you than that thing. Anything which you've got either the choice of an egg or something of the equivalent size, the egg is better. He also, when Robin came along, Omai said, that uh, an egg which has been soft, soft fried, uh, in other words, still a little liquidy, that's better for you, than six kaiti, and each kaiti measures a, uh, measures a cup, which is the equivalent of six eggs, um, so six kaiti of flour. In other words, an egg is thirty-six times better than the the um, than uh, flour, because even if you have you have you'd have to have thirty-six eggs of flour, in other words, egg measures of flour to be equivalent to that egg which has been soft uh, soft um, uh, fried. So it's not a cup, by the way. It's a look. Not a cup. A look. Each kaiti is a look, and a look is six eggs. 
Carries on the Gemara. He also loved him when Abdimi came along. Oh my, he said, "Tavo de Atam was Ogal to Mishit Tov Matzvisa." That uh, a, a, an egg which has been soft fried, as we said, is better than six look of, uh, of as we said, of let's say the flour. Mishita, um, sorry, I get it right. Okay, start again. Tavo de Atam was Ogal to Mishita. It's better than six look of the flour. Matzvisa me arba. If it's been hard fried, normal fried, that is um, going to be better than four of those logs. In other words, it's 24 times as good, because each log is six eggs. And Mubushalta, if it's been uh, just literally cooked, been boiled the egg, then Kolshuhu Kebe'ah So on that, that's where we say that anything which is the size of an egg, the egg would be better than that thing, unless it's meat. Meat is better than an egg, but anything else which is the size of an egg, the egg would be better than it if it's been boiled. Carries on the Gemara. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Rabbi Akiva says in the Mishnah that even if you have cooked vegetables, if that's your actual meal, that's your Kriya Su'ud on that, you'd make Birk Samozin afterwards. Ask the Gemara, Could you have such a case at anything where the, the, the Shalek, the cooked vegetables, are your actual mother? So when Rabashi says, Rabashi, yes, we're talking about we're learning with the stalk of the cabbage, which we'll see soon is very, very satiating. Tarah has been taught in the Bible to cut off the shinayim, the spleen, a spleen of an animal is good for the teeth, the kosher of is bad for the intestines. Creation kosher of shinayim, whereas the other way around with leeks, leeks are bad for the teeth, the often the but are good for the digestive system. Kadi any raw vegetables, moirik, causes the face to, um, the, the colour of the face literally to go green, in other words, to lose colour. The Cholkot and anything which is undergrown, we'll see soon, all this will be uh, clarified, but uh, anything which is undergrown, Makhtin, stunts the growth, causes the person who's eating it to go literally smaller. The Chol Nefesh, Meshav Nefesh, any living organ, organism, uh, anything living, Meshav Nefesh, revitalizes the Nefesh of a person. The Chol Korib Nefesh, anything which is near to the life supply of the person, Meshav Nefesh, or of the, of the organism, anything near to that, any meat which is near to that Meshav Nefesh, revitalizes the person eating it. Karub Lamazon, and here we go, this is the part we wanted, that the cabbage is good for mozen, for satiation. The tazin rapur, and beets are good for remedial purposes. And woe literally to the house, i.e. to the stomach, through which uh, turnips pass. And all those turnips are terrible for a person. So the Gemara now goes through and uh, analyzes and qualifies each statement. We said that the spleen of an animal is good for the teeth, but bad for the intestines. So, says the Gemara, so my far country, so what should you do about it? How can you get the benefits without the damages? So, it says, Nil say very simple. Chew it, then it shall be, and then throw it out. So, you get the benefits for the teeth, and it won't go into the stomach. Creation, culture, nishinai, we said the leeks are bad for the teeth, the often the but are good for the intestines, are good for the stomach. My far country, so what should you do about it? So the Gemara Rishal Kinri should boil it up a lot until it goes very soft and uh, sort of falls apart. Then you put it in one and you can swallow it in one go, you won't have to chew it. So you won't damage the teeth and you'll get the benefits of the stomach. Kodiyar et Chaim we said that any, any uh, raw vegetable causes literally the face to go green. Omar Rabbi Yitzchak We're talking about he has it in the first meal after, after bloodletting. Anyone who eats the Yerek um, before four hours into the day, also the Tafi Yemenu, it's offered to speak to him. 
My time, what's the reason? Answer the Gemara Mishum Reicho. It's because of this reach which it lets off, this, this uh, sense, this smell which it lets off. And since most people, the norm, norm, normal people, there's months or there's not before four hours into the day, therefore it's going to damage them. After four hours, obviously they're eating their own meal, they've eaten their own meal, therefore it's not a problem. Um, whereas, the Omer of Yitzchak, another statement of Rabbi Yitzchak, also the Adam Shir Chayyeh Chayyeh Marba Shoy, it's actually forbidden for the person himself to eat the, uh, the, the, the raw vegetable uh, before four hours into the day. The truth is, the first memory, I just noticed now, does not say Yerek Chai. It says Yerek. Here it says Yerek Chai. On the other hand, the original statement where I said, Kod Yerek Chai, any raw vegetable, takes, uh, takes away their countenance. There as well, I've just noticed now, in some Gersoyas and the Kitsayas, they don't have the word Yerek Chai. So, um, we've got this, I don't know if there's supposed to be any difference here, or whether it's just, uh, it's, uh, so to speak, a Torah Stoke in one place and Presumably they're all talking about the same thing. And that's how we continue on. They were sitting there. They brought some plants from Yerachai. So we'll continue on with this idea. It was a raw vegetable. And it was before four hours. So they ate from it. They said to Mazutram, What's your problem? Is it the Omar Rabitzchok? Because Rabitzchok that it's forbidden to speak to anyone who has the Yerek before four hours into the day. Because of the smell it gives off. But we've been eating from it. You've been speaking to us. So that can't be your problem. So why didn't you eat from it? So Omar said to them, I'm not to Rabitzchok. I hold that the other thing of Rabitzchok. I don't hold there's any problem for me to speak to you just because you've eaten from the Yerek. I hold there's a problem, the Omer Rabitzchak says, that it's forbidden for the person himself to eat it before four hours into the day. For whatever the reason may be. It's irrelevant what the reason is. That's why you were wrong, he says, as far as I'm concerned, you were wrong to eat it. For me to speak to you, I've got no problem. But for you to eat it, or for me to have eaten it, that's where the problem lies. Cold cotton muxin, then we said anything which is undergrown starts growth. Omer of Chista says, of Chista, I feel the guardian of our Zuzah, even if you've got a Gedi, a Deer, which is worth, worth a Zuz, in other words, a good, fat, fat, uh, um, um, a goat, not a Deer, sorry, a goat, a goat, which is a good, fat, healthy goat, it doesn't matter. But uh, if it's not, it hasn't yet reached its, its, uh, a certain stage in growth, it's still bad for the person. But, uh, Moran, as an Ella, as an says, in order to qualify, that's then if it hasn't yet grown a quarter of its final growth. Abol, but, if, um, where's it gone? Abel, but, if they river, if it's already gr- grown a quarter of what it will grow in its lifetime, um, less Lombard, there's no problem. Then it's fine. Kol nefesh, nation nefesh. Then we said anything which is uh, a living organism is nation nefesh, brings back a uh, revitalized nefesh. Omar Apopa says, Apopa, Akilu Gilzi needs a Beigidi. Even the small little fish, which you find in the marshy areas. They're very small. But they're not less than a quarter of their final growth, because even when they finish, they're also very small fish. And uh, even such things, they're very, very good for people. We've already learned this earlier, that fish are, small fish are mafre or marbe, they cause a person to, to uh, literally, to, to be fruitful, and multiply, good for the person. Anything which is near to the life supply of the person, of the, sorry, of the organism, is meishe v'shanefesh. So, Omar of Yaakov, says Omar Yaakov, that refers to the neck or the throat um, because that is where the, according to the gears that we've got in Rashi, 
the, the meat of the throat apparently is supposed to be near the heart and the, and the intestines. But obviously, the, it says in Marshall, it's not the closest. I mean, you can find the meat which actually surrounds those. So he says, rather, what it means, the, the, which is Korivle Nefesh, doesn't mean the life supply in terms of the heart and the intestines. It means the part of the meat where the actual life left the, Nishama, uh, left the animal, i.e. where it was shafted. So we're talking about the, we're talking about the meat where, where it was shafted. That part is very good for the person. And the Meister, they come to answer up the gates, and Rashi, even Rashi realizes that, um, that's basic. Well, not because it's near to the heart, it's rather because that sort of, uh, not exactly supports art. We try to be Miyashi of Rashi a little bit, I mean, it's not, not, not uh, us, the, the, it's like, slight, slight gears to change, and Rashi to try and answer it up. But either way, we're talking about the meat of the neck of the throat. And the Gemara illustrates this point, Omane Rava Lashami, Rava said to Shamash, Kimaisis li umtza, the bistro, when you bring me a piece of meat, Torah try very hard, try and bring me a piece from where they made the bracha, i.e., where they made the bracha on the shechita. And we mentioned this idea, because the more kodesh it is, actually the tastier it will be, based on the sefal gilgulim. Carries on the Gemara, Kruv lemozim, we said that, that uh, cabbage is good for satiation, but tazin rapua, and beets are good for remedial purposes. Says the Gemara, Kruv lemozim in, that means to say they're exclusive of, uh, exclusive of one another, i.e., that Kruv is good, cabbage is good for satiation, in, that's what it's good for, but rapua, though, and not for remedial purposes. Well, Talib Bishodi begins in a brighter, Shisha devore merapa in a sachreda, six things heal a chreda, mechodia from his illness, Urufuach and Rufuach, and the Rufuach is, is affected. Ve'edohein, and these are they. Kruv v'tarazin, if we go. Number one is Kruv is cabbage. So you can see it is good for Rufuach. But uh, let's continue on one of the other five. V'tarazin is beets. Umeisusin, now this tabash, they say is a, chain, is a mistake, and it should read, either take it out, or it should read Yobish. It means pennyroyal, which has gone dry, and then they, they, then they uh, soak it in water, they boil it up in water. That water is good for Rufuach. The cave on the stomach of an animal, the haras, the haras, and the and the womb of a, of a female animal, the aterosacrobid, and the diaphragm. These are all good for a poor. But you see, the first one was kruv, but cabbage. So at the rather say kruv up the molten, That cabbage is good as well as for a poor. It's also good for molten, also for satiation. Whereas tazim as beets are only good for a poor, not for molten. Then he said, Oh, no, the bias woke to the stomach, shalefes, the circle through which the time it passes. Ask the Gemara, is that really the case? Is it really so bad for the person? Well, when you see turnip in the market, you shouldn't say to me, with what uh, have you eaten your, what are you planning to eat your, your bread? It's obvious that if I've got, if I've got the, the option of turnip, of course that's what I want, it. it's the best thing. So I'm going to buy it, we're talking about if you have it without meat. But all my Robert says, we're talking about without wine. The basic idea is if you have just turn it on its own, that's when it's terrible for the person. If you have it together with meat, you have it together with wine, then it's good for the person. Uh, if nice means said, rather because that, the meat or the wine actually weaken whatever this, this uh, damaging chaos it's got in it. It weakens it slightly. Omele Robert, so it says the if nice means said, Rabba Marab says, maybe the bottle, if you have it without meat. Rishmuel Rishmuel says maybe the eight without wood. In other words, not that you eat it with wood, it means that you use wood to uh, stoke up the fire and, and cook it as much as possible to weaken the taste, to weaken that curve. But Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yechonon says maybe the yar, without wine. Omari Rabbi Yechonon, 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 Rabbi
but you don't have a lot of wine, but I tell you, with what do you weaken it? In other words, fine, you've got meat, but what about the wine? Maybe he's saying that we do it both with the meat and the wine together. What do you replace the wine with? You have beer, you, you did a beer, you don't seem to have so much wine. So I'm at least he said to with beer with the wood. As we said, we know the wife of Rafa bought them after she would cook the the um, the turnip to make it uh, ready to eat. But before she'd give it, she would break that kaya, break that taste with eighty pieces, uh, eighty logs of wood, big logs of wood. She put it into the fire, burn them up, in other words, and only at that point would she give it to her father to eat. Dog cotton molia. If you've got a small fish which has been salted, sometimes it'll kill the person seven days after the salting. Beshiva also sometimes seventeen days after the salting, but Esther Beshiva sometimes twenty-seven. Twenty-three days later. But I have Molon, that's only if it's been fried, but not properly fried. But if it's been fried properly, that's not more, then there's no problem. Even when it hasn't been fried properly, they are more on its own elo. They only said it's a problem if you don't drink beer after it. If you do drink beer after it, less than more, there's nothing to worry about. So either drink beer after it or make sure it has been fried properly. They are showing it's more of a Finally, we said in our, or almost finally in the Mishnah, we said that somebody who drinks water because he's thirsty, he has to make a broth on it. So the Gemara al came out. What's that coming to exclude? Why else would you be drinking water? So I'm going to read you about it and says, to exclude somebody who is drinking the water because he's literally being strangled, he's got a piece of meat stuck in his throat. So he's not interested in the water at all. He's not interested in the water for the purposes of, of, um, he's not interested for the purposes of, of uh, satiation or of benefiting. He's doing it just to get, to get rid of the, the meat. Obviously, if he's also doing it because he likes to taste the water, if he's feeling thirsty, then obviously he'd have to make a brothel because of that. But if he's doing it solely, and solely because he's got something uh, stuck in his throat, then he does not make a brothel on it. And this is the way we pass in. The way we pass in is also, it's love duck, uh, where, where something's stuck in the throat. It can be if a person's taking the water to wash down a pill. So he can take uh, some medicine. Again, as long as he's not interested in the water, for, to, because he's thirsty. Um, it can also be if a person doing it for hydration purposes. He, he doesn't really want the water, but he's been told by his doctor he's got to drink a certain amount of water. If a person's doing it before a fast, also to hydrate. So all these sort, sort of examples. But once a person is having it because he's thirsty, then we said straight away, he has to make a broth on it. What's called thirsty? So the, Mr. Brewer says, if you feel some geschmack from it, you can assume that you're thirsty. Because sometimes you're having it because your mouth is dry. Am I really thirsty? I'm not thirsty. So the Mishnah that's already called, because otherwise he says, what was the Gemara saying? They said, the Apu came out, exclude what? So I'll tell you what's coming to exclude, if you're not thirsty. He says, rather than be saying, the Apu came out, what are you coming to exclude? Because any time you're getting Hanor, that's called it small, that's called thirst. Thirst means anything where you're getting some Kishmak from it. So therefore, it says, the Bi'arafa, you can assume, if you're enjoying it, that's called thirsty and you would have to make a broth on it. Um, the other point he makes is, in fact, not that he makes just what, one interesting uh, something to think about is, but what happens if I drink a revius of the water, but after half a revius, I'm already not thirsty anymore. Did I really need the whole revius to, to quench my thirst? This is the Gans point, something to think about. And uh, I have seen the Sheba Tarkati takes that on the Halakha, I don't know, it's not mentioned in the Mishabura, it's uh, tuck us a bit of a problem. Um, because how can we be sure that we really, really needed the revius? The only time you'll know that, you're, that revius 
the whole thing was for thirst, because if you took a whole rabias and you're still thirsty. So then you know that you're, you need another drink, then you know that the whole rabias was necessary for the thirst. Um, something else we spoke about is, what about uh, things like tea or coffee, black tea. Black, oh sorry, it's not really black tea, that would be black coffee, but equivalent. In other words, you've just got a tea bag in, there's no sugar, there's no milk, so it's really just very slightly, um, uh, sort of, water, it's, it's water with a bit of a taste in it. So the Vilma Gan actually holds, he seems to hold, that you don't make up, there would be the same thing. If you're only having it because, uh, I don't know, to wash down something, not because you're thirsty, then you would not, you would not make a broth on it. Um, again, it's, it's a bit of a shida. It's a bit of a shida. The same shida the post can say would apply with if you've got these waters, where they've just put a very, very small, it could be a peach, they, whatever they call it, a scent of peach, whatever they call it, it's not really that sweet. If you've got a very sweet thing, then the shtetzach, it's tough to buy water to start off with. If you're having apple juice, it doesn't matter why you're having apple juice, even to wash down pills, you'd make a broth on it. Because automatically there's always going to be a hanor. When it comes to water and these things, there's not much of a taste, so then they say it's a little bit of a shider, and they say, look, unless you're absolutely definite, the only reason you're doing it is to wash down, if you're mamish only having the tea just to wash down the down, the chlal, you're not interested in the tea otherwise, then tacha, they say, sofi broch, slakel, don't make a brocha. But if you're saying, the mice, I do enjoy the, the, that feeling of the tea after a meal, even though you're not really thirsty, they say, on that you could definitely make a brocha. So too with these, with these uh, flavoured uh, flavored waters. Um, that's more or less what we, what we, what we covered over there. Um, yeah, one point we didn't mention is, just occurred to me now, is, if, the, if you're having the drink, let's say the water, to wash down the food, yeah, and after a meal, that's as the mishabura, that's not the same as chanakti umta, that's called, that goes in together with, with, uh, with, uh, litzmoy. Because that's also, that's a proper hanol, it's a, it's a, as I said, after a meal, you want to just wash down the food, just to, sort of soak, to literally, literally, that he says you can make a broth on. Um, although we did see, there were shitters, there was a shitter toasters brought, who says that, uh, um, he says other things, but halacha namaisa, that's the shit we take on, so that's anyone we're actually going to do chazara of. For more information, you'd have to go back to the shit, which I think we had on Monday, where we spoke about it at greater length. Um, carries on the Gemara. Rabbi Tarpan, Rabbi Tarpan says, Bari Nefoshe Sabit Vechesreinon. He says that before, make, before uh, drinking the water, even if you're having it first, you say Bari Nefoshe. Omele Rava Barab Khanan Abayis, Rava Barab Khanan said to Abayis, but Omele Rava Barab Khanan said to Abayis, the Rebbe of Abayis, Hilchasamai, what's Alokha? Do you say Shahako before the drink, or do you say Bari Nefoshe before? So Omarisi said to him, Put Chazi Mayim Odovar. Go and see for yourself. Go see for yourself what, uh, what, uh, what you say. What people, what people say. And there's your answer. And the answer is, as we know, we say Shahako before drinking and Bari Nefoshe after drinking. If it's only because Rabbi Tafan held, you don't make a bracha afterwards. But we don't pass like that. We make a shaka beforehand, a very important afterwards. As we said, as long as you're having it for this, so to speak, first purposes, not for, for, for no beneficial uh, sort of, not just to wash down uh, pills and things like that. That is the halacha. And we'll just end the parrot with one, <coughs> one small thing. And that is that, uh, we'll just talk about shaka before we move on to the next parrot. Just one word. I don't think we mentioned this at the time. You may have heard that some people, when they say shahakal, they say shahakal nihyah bidvorah, not shahakal nihyah bidvorah. Now, I assume anyone who's listed, come up everyone in this country, as far as I'm aware, says shahakal nihyah. But some people in Eretz Yisrael, especially, say shahakal nihyah. Um, and it's just something I saw, actually, in Maiserah, that's the Vilna Gon, the Vilna Gon says the correct one is shahakal nihyah. Shahakal nihyah, not nihyah. 
And the reason being, it doesn't seem to say that I actually saw this brought to Rabbi Yashiv just in the Shi'urim, um, he says the reason is because, he says, I don't know if you remember earlier, we spoke about Hamotzi. Is it Motzi or Hamotzi? And we said one of the reasons why Hamotzi is better than Motzi, the Ritzvah says, is because Hamotzi includes both the past, the present, and the future. And since bread, wheat is something which is constantly being produced, therefore you say Hamotzi. So he says, Shalakol Nihyeh is both past, present, and future, whereas Nihyeh is only past. Then we since then it's saying Nihyeh. Now, Rabbi Yashin doesn't actually quote, uh, quote this, but it's fine, but I'm sure, I'm 99% sure that that's really what it, uh, what, it, what it goes into. There's probably a little more to debate about that, but uh, again, for our purposes, I always say that will suffice. Let's continue on into the next pairing. Now, Havan Allah, Ketzad Mubarakim. Shalosh now we're going to be, start, uh, this parrot will start dealing with the halakhot or Berkus Hamolten and Zimmer. So if you've got three people who are eating together, Chayov and Nezani, they're to make a Zimmer. And uh, we saw that there was a Machlokas Rishonim, what exactly, at which point the Chayov Zimmer takes effect. There are Rishonim, i.e. the Rabbeinu Yonah, the Rabbeinu Yonah holds that only if you start together, only if you start together is there Chayov Zimmer. But once you've started not together, in other words, two of us are eating, and one person comes on a, a, a few minutes later, once we're ready to make a zayat, and he joins on, there is no chiyah to make a zimun. You want to make a zimun, but definitely even the Rabbeinu and he has to agree that there is a thing to make a zimun. But, what, it's only if you actually start the meal together, then there is a chiyah zimun, and you, as you say, obviously, you, you, in that case, you have to make a zimun. And that we said, that's Hashem, we're going to see more about this uh, later on in the parak around Dachnun, we'll see more about the shit of Ezra Hashem with the Rabbeinu Yenu, but there, because Rabbeinu Yenu holds a very interesting chiddush. He holds, even if we just sit down and we say, right, right, right let's make, we're going to eat together. At that point, the chiddush of Zimmer straight away takes effect. Even if we now decide, you know what, actually, uh, I'm going to eat, we'll eat separately. It doesn't make a difference. You have to make a Zimmer, because you've accepted upon yourself to, to be, to be kind of mitzvah of Zimmer. So that point, it kicks in. Now, the Moshe other Rishonim say, no, it's only if you actually eat the first kazais together, then you've got a chi of zim. Um, and this really brings us to the, to the other shippers, the, the other shippers in the Rishonim who argue on the Rabbi Yonah. Um, for example, I think the, the, the Rosh disagreed, and the way we actually paskin, it's more, more like Tosfus, is it's irrelevant whether you start or not. The halacha is, if you start together, then you've got a chi of zim. You start together, you've got a chi of zim. If you didn't start together, but you complete the meal together, you've also got a chiyav zimmer. The only case where you will not have an absolute chiyav is, if we didn't start together, and we don't finish together. I.e., two people were eating, I come in, and I join them. They're ready to make a diet, I join them. And then, at some point during the meal, somebody finishes. If he bench, and the other two have not yet finished, if he wants to, at that point, he can bench, before we finish. If he waits till we finish, the answer says that, that then, just because he finished early, doesn't help us. It'll be a of Zimmer. It'll still be a of Zimmer. But obviously, it goes without saying it's a good thing to do, even if you're not Mechiyam in Zimmer, it's a good thing to do to, as we, we learn in the Gemara, but as Hashem will see the Raya soon, that there's, one should always look for the opportunities from the kind of midst of Zimmer. If you can, do it. Therefore, it's better for him to wait, and we'll make a Zimmer together. Uh, well, I suppose theoretically, the two could stop, as we'll see. We'll see more about that next week. Two people... If they want to, they can stop and answer to his zimmer. Continues on the, uh, the Mishnah. Ochal Demai, if a person eats Demai, who might say, Rishon Demai is something which, uh, produce an or so we don't know if my Shumas and we can't be definite Shumas and Maiz have been taken, with Rabon you have to take again. 
Umaita Rishon Shinitu was Shimoto, or somebody eats, one of the people eats Maita Rishon, the first Maita, which is given to the lady, which Trumas Maita has been taken. Trumas Maita is the part given from the Maita Rishon to the, to the Kay. Maita Shini Behekta Shinitu, or a person who eats Maita Shini, which should be taken to Yerushalayim, or Hector's property, which has been redeemed, and therefore it's got no Kedusha, and you can eat it outside Yerushalayim, any person can eat it. There are Shamash often Kazayas, the Shamash who eats a Kazayas, the Shamash is the waiter, but he eats a Kazayas. They are Kuti, or even a Kuti, Mizamlin Allah can join in, all these people can join in the Zimun. As Rashi explains, we'll see in the Gemara more about it, but even though we'll, all these cases do have a slight Kiddush, because they've got a Sad Aveiro, meaning that maybe they're things which are not 100% the best, uh, the best food or anything like that, there's still nothing else, because it's not an actual Aveiro, you can join in the Zimun. Whereas, Ochal Tebel, if a person eats Tebel, as we'll see in the Gemara, even if it's Tebel, they're Abono, but it's proper Tebel. Or he eats Maitarishan, whereas the Truma has not been taken properly. I'll leave it at that, because what Truma has been taken, we'll see in the Gemara Be'ez Tashem. Or Maitarishan, which has not been redeemed, and I'm eating it outside Yerushalayim, or the Hektish I shouldn't be eating at all. There are Shamash Ochal Pochs Mekazayis, or Shamash who eats less than Mekazayis. There are Nokri, or Nokri who sits there eating his ham sandwich, Eim Lezamin Olov, you can't include them in the Zimmer. And we spoke about this, why not? The Moshal Tosa says the reason is because if a person eats Tevali, something which is a Ma'achal Avera, it's not called eating. It's simply not called eating. So of course he can't join the Zimmer. You've only, if you've got three people, only two people have eaten. So there's no Zimmer. The Rivers and those who go along the school, the, the Rivers, the Rosh, who follow this, this school, they say it's because if a person eats Isur, there's no kavir there. It's like eating fruit. Just like if people are eating fruit, you can't make a zimun. So too, there's no kavir if somebody's, somebody's eating something which is awesome. But, so to speak, when I say the popular shit, I say the popular shit in as much as the way we paskin is like the Rambam. Rashi's mashma like that. The Rashbal, at least at the end of the day, seems to paskin like this. Even though, interestingly enough, I'll come to the Rashbal soon, in fact. So, I'll just make a point add something with the Rashba, but Rashi seems to learn like this, the Ramam learns like this, the Tamid Rabbeinu Yona seems to learn like this, uh, the Ritzva, the Ra'a, they all seem to follow this line, and that is the reason why you can't make a bracha on, you can't join in the Zimun, is because it's a Machal Avedo. Hashem's not interested in you making a Zimun if you've done an Avedo. It's a bit like what we say, he's not a Mavorech, he's Menai. You're not making a bracha to Hashem, you're antagonizing Hashem. Hashem's not interested in that bracha. And based on that reasoning, the Rambam therefore goes further, and the Yisrael go further and say, not only do you not make the Zimun, but you don't even make any brachas on it. You don't make a bracha before, you don't make a bracha afterwards. And whether you had it b'shogik, whether you had it b'mezid, it makes absolutely no difference. And that's exactly the way we pass it. If a person eats a ma'chal whether it's b'shogik, whether it's b'mezid, it's irrelevant. He doesn't make a bracha on it before or afterwards. No bracha before and no bracha afterwards. Um, because of this, as we said, because of this, uh, because of this uh, problem, there's another factor which, which uh, some of the Rishonim that are all mentioned, and that is because sometimes when a person realizes what he's just done, he says he's so shocked. He says, "I didn't enjoy that food." I mean, definitely did not enjoy that food. It caused him such pain. There's no halal anymore. That's sad. Now, halacha lemaiseh is like this. The Halakha the Maitre goes like this. The Ra'ah and the Ritzvah both say that if a person eats something which is also, it's irrelevant why. You know what? Even if it was a mitzvah for him to eat it, he was eating it on Yom Kippur. Or he was eating it for medical purposes. He was a chayla, he had to eat it. It doesn't matter. 
at the end of the day, unless it's an Issa de Rabbonum, which is eaten beheta, that's the one exception, an Issa de Rabbonum, which was eaten beheta, that's the one exception. Then other than that, if it's an Issa de Rabbonum, even eaten beheta, or an Issa de Rabbonum, eaten Shaloi beheta, you do not make any brothers on it. And we said the reason is because basically, at the end of the day, it's a Ma'chal It may be Mutafim to have the Ma'chal but it's a Ma'chal nonetheless. That's the shitter of the Ra'ah and the Ritzvah. Now, the, I'm just going to add a few little points which we didn't mention. And that is the Rabbeinu Yerucham comes along, and the Rabbeinu Yerucham says that uh, the Ramah, right, the Ramah is the Rishan, he says that, the Ramah says that if a person eats a Ma'chal you don't make any brothers on it. Now the Pashtus is what he's talking about is an actual Ma'chal not that you eat it on Yom Kippur, because the food you have on Yom Kippur it's not also, it's not a ma'chal it's just you're doing something which is forbidden. So therefore, on Yom Kippur, this is exactly what the Bach says, the Bach says in the, the uh, Ramah, he says, if a person eats on Yom Kippur, 100% you can make brothers. You can make brothers, no problem. But if you're eating a ma'chal a person's having to eat ham. He's having ham, but he's dying, That's the only, he's got no choice in the matter, he doesn't make any brothers. Because ham is a mouthful of It's an actual, the food itself is an avero. On that you don't eat brothers, says the Ramah. Comes along the base Yosef, and the base Yosef says, well, that may be what the Ramah says, but as far as I'm concerned, from the Rambam, I can see from the Rambam, whether it's only when a person eats, has something for Issa. Once he's having it for Heta, if, whether it's a mouthful of it's not a mouthful of you make brothers on it. And therefore he says, that's the way I'm going to pass it. That's the way I'm going to pass it. Now, as I said, I find it amazing. I'll tell you why I find it amazing. Because, at the end of the day, I've got here the Ra'ol, the Ritzvah. Now, I've got a certain uh, sort of um, sort of that the Beishir didn't actually see the Ra'ol. He's seen the Ra'ol quoted, or part of the Ra'ol quoted, on which he disagrees. But, but we know we've got the Ra'ol. The Ritzvah, we've got the Ramah, who all say and they follow the shit of the Ramam, and they all say, at least, when it's a Ma'chal Avero, a person having to eat Chazir, lo Avenu, but a person, if he has to have it, in that case, you don't make a Brocha, even if it's Behesa, because a Ma'chal is an Avero. And the Beishir comes along and says, well, of his own back, number one, he says, oh, the Rosh, the Rosh is not going to help us, because we don't pass him like the Rosh anyway, the Rosh goes back to the shit of the Rivers, who argues on the Rambam, but we're not passing him like that. And he says, so to, so to speak of his, of his own back, I think this is what the Ramah means. Which is very, very interesting. Because, it could be a brochal of Atala. And especially the brochas beforehand, as Mr. Fires pointed out, the brochas beforehand are, are, are brochas of Rabbonim. She says, soft brochas of Hakel. So to say, we'll just ignore the Ramah, when you've got the Ra'ah and the Ritzvah, which back it and go even further than the Ramah, is very, but it's a, it's a major chiddush. Now, I mentioned the, the Rashbah, because the Rashba is very, very interesting. Because the Rashba ha- has a shayla. It's shayla shubhat Rashba. And he has a shayla there. What happens if a person has to eat on Yom Kippur? And the, the, the shayla says to him, I saw in one of the Akhronim that they say if a person has to eat on Yom Kippur, he doesn't make a bracha. You know why? Because it calls him Tsar. And the Rashba responds and he says, They're They're words of bewilderment. They don't make any sense. He says, We don't even know where the Ramah gets his idea from. Never mind when you have a beheta. See, even the Rambam, he says, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not so sure we pass him like. That's what he writes there. If you look at the Rambam in his Chidushim on Shabbos, sorry, Chidushim on, on Brachas, in his Chidushim al 
He brings the Machlokas Rabbah Meraibah, and he says, Taka the Rabbah, one of his questions on the Rabbah is, where did you get this idea from? The Mishnah only says Zimmer, not Bracha. And then he says, but the Maita, I'm going to go with the Rambam, because I've got a Raya to the Rambam from the Gomorrah in Shabbos. I suspect, I don't know, but I suspect what happened was, that the Shaila was asked in, in Shaila's Shabbat, and the, the Rashi says, I, I don't know where the Rambam gets it from. So definitely on Yom Kippur, you, can, you, eat, without, you eat with a Bracha. In his Chidushim, which I suspect must have been written afterwards, he, he takes off from where he left off. He says, I don't know, we, the writer says, where does the Raman get it from? He says, I'm going to say that the Raman is correct because I've now found a Makar for the Raman. That's the Gemara in, in uh, Shabbos. But at the end of the day, we don't know how far the Rashbot takes it. Because the only thing that the Gemara in Shabbos indicates is if a person has a Machal Abeira, the Isra, let's say, not the Heta, he doesn't make a brach on it. What would the Rashbot say if you have it, the Isra? So if you have it the Heta, what would the Rashba say if you have a Machol, which is Mutter, if you have it on Yom Kippur, but the Heta, what would the Rashba say? We don't know. But again, it's the unknown. So we've got a possibility, says the Basiatif in the, in the Rambam, and maybe the Rashba, but the Rashba is unknown. So as I said, Ilulei Zibre HaShulchan Aruch, if not for the words of the Shulchan Aruch, I personally would have said, I personally would have said, that if a person is having a machal avero, a machal avero, even if it's the heter, he shouldn't, at least the bracha is shown, definitely shouldn't make, uh, shouldn't, uh, make a bracha on. And even the brikatam ozen, I'm not so sure that he should, he should really try and get somebody to be moat to him. Try, try and get somebody else who's having bread to be moat to him. If it's a chi of der If it's a chi of der and again, I would have said, top of the if you can get somebody to be moat to him, fine. On Yom Kippur, if a person has to eat, well, obviously you can't get somebody to be moat to you, it's a bit of a problem that. Even there, you know, you've got the Ra'ah, you've got the, you've got the Ra'ah, you've got the Ritzvah, but there maybe you could say, look, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, it seems, it does seem the Ramah did not take it that far. It's not a Ma'achal it's just that you're not supposed to be eating on that day. Well, here it's Mutta. No, maybe in that case, and at the end of the day, that is the Pesach of the Shulchan Aruch, in that case, to make a Brocha. But, what can I say? And that's, by the way, for slightly different reasons, the Shari Tshuva Paskins like that, the Shari Tshuva does Paskins like that, but uh, the Mishra says, look, what can we do? He says at the end of the day he brings a whole list of Akharinim who seem to pass on that the Shukhanarh, including the Gom, the Mokin Abram, etc. And he says, therefore, what can we what can we do? And therefore the Psak is, I can only tell you Halochalamaita, Sanya wants to be Mahmud, no. Haridama Shubh, if you can get something to promote to you, very good. But he says the strict halacha doesn't uh, doesn't veer from the Psak of the Shukhanarh, and that is therefore if a person has uh Makhol, which is also, if he does it on purpose or by mistake, it's done the Issa, he doesn't make a broth on it. But if a person does it for Heta, the person does it for Heta, then he should, uh, if he does it for Heta, he should make a brach on it. If he eats some Yom Kippur, if he eats him in a Machal Issa, he does it for Heta, for whatever reason he has to do it, then he should make brachs on it. I do believe I saw, though, on Yom Kippur, if people are eating together, that they should, nonetheless, they should, shouldn't have three of them eating together. Even though it's for Heta, so they shouldn't have to make a Zimmer. Shouldn't get into a shadow of Zimmer. Even though it's the Heta, they should eat separately. That is a sort of a roundup of, of, of that side of the halacha. But one thing which we do hold, though the Ramal brings it, is if a person's food is forced down him and he gets no hanor whatsoever, he doesn't make a broth on that. That's one thing that, that uh, we, we do agree with. Um, there is again, there's a little more, but I'm, I think it's going to complicate matters if, if, if I say any more. So, you can take a look at the in, inside yourself. It's a similar Rish Dalit. Uh, similar Rish Dalit. The fourth, the there. It's 
sorry, maybe Sif Ches and Tes, around there, it talks about these, these halachs there, and the Mishnah Borah gives a, a little more information there. But that's more or less, we've covered everything on, the, on, that, on that subject. Finishes off the Mishnah. Ask come on the Zamanin, how much does a person have to have in order to join in the Zimun? Rashi says, I need to actually be mostly everyone. We spoke about the, the, what the Chiddush is in that. So, Ad Kezayis, up to a Kazai, so we don't in our Kabeya. In other words, you have to have a minimum of a Kazai, a minimum of a Kabeya. Machoi could say, obviously, we park in a Kazai, is a minimum to, to bench. Once a person's got a Kazai to bench, he can join in the Zim. And he can actually be them, he can lead the Zim as well. So, the Gemara. Minan Amidi, from where do we learn the whole idea of Zim? Where do we get that from? When you've got three people, you make a Zim, what, what's the source for that? So, Omar Ravati says, Ravati to Omar Kro, because the Potit says, Gazalu Lashem Eti, make great Hashem with me. That's Gazalu is two of you with me. That's number three. I'm number three. So that's three of us. And we will exalt his name together. So you see, that's the idea. When you've got three people, let's do it together. That's the whole idea of Zimmer. Let's bench together. Rabbi Avo, Omar, Mehotar, Rabbi Avo says, we learn it from here. Kishem Hashem Ekro. When I will call out the name of Hashem, Hobu Goder Leilokinu, ascribe greatness to our God. So again, I will call out Hashem's name. Hobu is two of you. Join on with me and ascribe greatness. So that's the two other people that makes a total of three. From where do we learn that when a person answers on to somebody else's bracha, he should not lift, uh, he should not raise his voice more than the person who made the bracha? Shenemah says, "Gazerud Hashem iti, make great Hashem with me on a remnant Hashem and we'll exalt the same together." You know, let's do it with me, together with me, and not more than me. Amar Rabbi Shimon Ben-Pazi. From where do we learn that the Metagin, the person who is translating, when they used to do Kriyasatari, somebody would be a Metogamon, how do you know that he shouldn't um, say the, um, do his job louder than the, the, than the person who actually was reading the Torah? Shenevan says, Moshe Yedab, Moshe would speak, and Hashem would respond to him with a, with a voice. Shein Tamarim Abakur, it didn't need to say with a voice, how else does Hashem speak to, uh, correspond with Moshe? Ramah Tamarim Abakur, so what does it mean with a voice? It means Bekodesh on Moshe. Hashem would speak to him with the same audibility as Moshe spoke to Klal Yisrael. The Tosus explains, the Peshat is like this. When Moshe spoke to Klal Yisrael, he's the Maturgaman, obviously. He would obviously, obviously have to speak as loud as he could, so the whole Klal Yisrael could hear it. When Hashem spoke to Moshe, he's just speaking between him, between him and Moshe, Hashem is the Kore, he's the one doing the initial speaking, he didn't have to speak very loud. Yes, it says he spoke to him bekol, meaning bekol shalosha. He would speak with the same, um, uh, the, the the same his voice. So kaviyochal, the voice would be just as loud as when Moshe spoke to Klalitzol. Why? What's the reason for that? The answer is that when Moshe spoke, he shouldn't. He's a matogam and he shouldn't be speaking loud in Hashem. Again, if, if Hashem speaks to Moshe and he speaks very quietly, as that's all is necessary. So what's Moshe going to do when he speaks to Klalitzol? He's not supposed to speak louder than the Kohen than Hashem, but then Klalitzol won't hear him. So what Hashem did is Hashem spoke to Moshe relatively loudly, so that when Moshe spoke to Klali, so he'd be able to speak at that relatively loudly uh, voice, uh, use, use the, the same level of audibility as well. Tani Nami Hoth, he says we've learned this in the Brayta, Eilam Metargim, Rashay Lakvi, Akedi Yitim, Melai Kore, the Metargim shouldn't raise his voice more than the Kore, the Miyafshin of Metargim, Lakvi, Akedi, can I get that Kore? And if the Metargim cannot raise his voice uh, to the same level as the Kore, then then the Kore should lower his voice when he reads. In other words, what the Halakha Tenyas, and this is the way it's passing by the Raman, the Shulchan Aruch, is that neither should be louder than the other. It should be Mamish Iti and Yachto. We should do it at the same level. So we should be the same, the, the Matari game should be the same as the Kore, and the Kore should be the same as the Matari game. Itma has been said, Shanaim Sha'ach Mika'atnas, we've got two people who are eating together. Pelikir Rav and Rabbi Yechon, we've got a Mahlokit Rav and Rabbi Yechonon, 
Chazal one says in Rotsu Mizamin, look, obviously there's no Chiyav Zimun because you don't have three people, but if they want to make a Zimun, they can do so. Mizamin. The Chazal and the other one says no. In Rotsu Mizamin, a Mizamin. If they want to make a Zimun, they can't do it. Only three. Tanam, so we ask, we said we've learned from our Mishnah, Shalosha Sha'akul Ka'acha, so three people eat together, Chayov and Mizamin, they're obligated to make a Zimun. That implies Shalosha in three yes, Shanaim low, and two not. So obviously two don't make a Zimun. Answers the Gemara, no, that's not a riot. Hotam Chayva, over there saying three have a Chiyah to make a Zimun. 100%, only three have a Chiyah to make a Zimun, two do not. But Hotam Rashur, what we're telling you here is that two, they may not have a Chiyah to make a Zimun, they're not Chayom in the Zimun, but they've got permission. If they want, they can opt to make a Zimun. Toshima, next one. We learn Shalosha Sha'akukacha, three people who eat together, Chayom in the Zimun, they're obligated to make a Zimun. The Ein Rashur, and they're not allowed to split up. Implying Shalosha in, three people wouldn't be allowed to split up. Sorry, three people have a Chiyav of Zimun, Shanaim Lo, obviously two people do not have a Chiyav of Zimun. Because if two people do have a Zimun, says Rashi, so why can't one person leave? Now, the way the Pena Yeshua explains Rashi to avoid the questions of Tosfus is, the truth is there may be other possibilities how to explain, the, uh, working on a possibility how to explain Rashi, but let's just go with what the Pena Yeshua says. And that is, that he says, why can't one go away? Don't worry, he'll make sure he gets to Zimun, he'll go and eat with some other people and join on to their Zimun. Why can't he do that? The answer is, it must be, because if he goes, the two people who are remaining, they won't, they won't have a Zimun. But why? I thought you told me that two people can make a Zimun. So LMI, you see, only three can make a Zimun, not two. And that's why no one's allowed to leave, so that we, we ensure that they have a Zimun. Tosus has a slightly different ways to, to explain it, but that's the, more or less, that's basically what, what we're trying to get at. From this, writer, whatever it is, you can see that if one leaves, there will be no Zimmer for the two who are remaining. Right? And I said, how you learn that outtakes has got a slightly different way of learning it out to what I just said, but um, nonetheless, they, what's clear is, all three have to stick together because otherwise you lose the Zimmer. Why? I thought if you told me that two can make a Zimmer, what's the problem? So the Gemara, no, it's not a riot. Shani often is different over there. Because since they start together as three, they have an obligation they have a chiyot to make a zimun. So if one goes away, yes, they can make a zimun, but it's now downgraded to rishos. And obviously, it's the bigger mitzvah when you've got a chiyot, you fulfill a chiyot, rather than when you do something which was optional. And therefore, no one's allowed to leave. Toshema, come and listen. We say, Hashanah, a waiter who's uh, waitering for two people. He's allowed to, even if they don't give him permission, he can join and, and eat with them. Even though they didn't grant him permission. If he was being Meshamish three people, he's not allowed to eat with them unless they give him permission. Now, what's the, what's the difference? Obviously, because with three people, they don't need them to eat. They've got to do them without him. Whereas with two people, and this says the Rosh, the Makar, that you see it's a big mitzvah to try and look for the opportunity to make a zimmer, those two people will be very happy for him to, jo- to join them in eating. But now they'll have a zimmer. Well, wait a second. If you tell me that two people can make a zimmer without the Shamish, so why would they want him to eat? So the Gemara, no, it's still different. Shani often is different over there, it's often them here on the days. So Nikharu is a Mikvaru Bechayva. Yes, two of them on their own could have made a Zimmer, optional Zimmer. But they're much happier for him to join in because now they have a Chiyav Zimmer, an obligation, that's a bigger mitzvah. Toshima, next raya. Come and listen. Noshim is Zaman We say women make a Zimmer on their own. Vavazim is Zaman Islam. And servants make a Zimmer on their own. Noshim Avazim Khtanim. When you've got women, um, servants and Ketanim together, in Rosh Hashanah, if they want to make a Zimun together, even Zimun, they can't do that. Now, while they are not, she could say, A hundred women is like two men. 
says Rashi, meaning that there's not even a half a minute to suggest that uh, three women, ten women, a hundred women should have a chiyav zimah. Not posh and they don't have a chiyav zimah. Rather, if anything, they're going to have an optional zimah. Now, obviously, what we mean to say here, they've got an optional zimah, like two men. Now, no, they, they should be like two men, which don't have a chiyav zimah. And despite that, they don't have a chiyav zimah. Uktani, we've taught, noshim and zamanis atman, they can make a zimah for themselves. Uh, but Abodim is Amin and Abodim can make a zimun for themselves. So, so do two men who don't have a chi of zimun, they should be able to make it, they should have the option at least to make a zimun themselves. That's what it seems to be. Why should two men be any less than 100 women? 100 women do they have a chi of zimun? No. Can they make a zimun? Yes. So, so too with two men. Do they have a chi of zimun? No. Should they be able to make a zimun? Why not now? Why should it be any different? So, way Tosis learns it is, what it means to say is, that the, the, the raya is, we don't yet know whether women are mechuyah in zimun, or they've got an optional to make, option to make a zimun. One thing we do know, and that is, that women do not have the same power as men to sort of join together and create, uh, like, like uh, with a minion. If you get ten women together, can they, can they start, uh, can they, uh, do they have a chiv, uh, do, do they say kaddish and borachu? Obviously not. So they're like two men. Two men obviously also are not enough for kaddish, kaddish and all these sort of things. There might be even, even one man, even, sorry, uh, even if you say they're like, they're not even considered like one woman. That's the truth. They're not even, sorry, a hundred women wouldn't even be considered like one man. Even if you've got a hundred women, they don't join together for a minion. But uh, to explain what, why we don't say that, but Al-Kopanim, nonetheless, they make a zimun. So why should two men be able to join together to make a zimun? At least optional. And the Gemara answers Shani often is different over there. The Iqal Deus. Because with three women, at least you've got three human beings. And three people who join together to give Shavach to our Kodesh Baruch Hu, obviously is better than two. Masha'inke, with two men, there's only two of them. And therefore it could be, two men don't have a Chi of Zimun, and they don't even have enough of them to have an optional Zimun. Whereas three women, even if let's say you say they don't have a Chi of Zimun, then at least they've got enough of them to have an optional Zimun. Now, the question is, let's, let's just finish off, Iyachi, if so, if you're, t- um, so if so, in what sefer, let's take a look at the sefer. Not in our in the I mean, if women and servants want to make a zimun together, in the zamin they can't do so. Am I low? Why not? For ekazayis, but you've got uh, you've got uh, lots of them together. So why can't they make a zimun? So the gemara shani often is different over there. Mishum pritzos because there's pritzos. There's pritzos for men and women because the um, because the avodim are. are they even suspect of mishkal zocher and therefore they don't join together with katanim and kolsh came with women. Fine, there's pritzos. Now, there are two ways of learning this Gemara. Either you can learn, when the Gemara says, the Ikodeus, once we've now answered that women are different because there's three of them, they're better than two, it could be now the Gemara is actually saying that women are Mechuyah bin Zimun. And that's the way the Rosh and the Rabbeinu Yenah learn. Now they are Mechuyah bin Zimun. If there's three women on their own, they can make, not only can they make a Zimun, they're Mechuyah bin Zimun. They're better than two men because two men is not enough then. That's why they're not Mechuyah bin Zimun and therefore could be they don't even have an option to make a Zimun. Now, Shaykh three women, not only three of them, not only can they make a zimun, but they, it could be the Gemara is now saying they got a chiyav to make a zimun. So, in which case, then the Gemara makes perfect sense. So, if so, if they got a chiyav to make a zimun, so how can you get rid of that chiyav when you've got, because you've got one woman and, and, and two, uh, let's say two women and one ever. If they got a chiyav zimun, so you can't just say priestess is, a, is uh, because of priestess, the Gemara says, yes, we can. Priestess is a reason to stop them making that chiyav zimun. That's how the Gemara flows. However, both Rashi and Tosfos the Maskana take on that no, even after the answer of the Gemara is Echadeus, 
It means, look, women don't have a chiyah simon, but because there's three of them, they're better than two men. Two men don't have a chiyah simon, they don't have enough of them to make an optional simon. Now, she'ekein women, they may not have a chiyah simon, but three of them can make an optional simon. In which case, Tosi says, therefore, ihochi, nothing's really changed. Why is it suddenly a question now? They take out the words ihochi. So therefore, we end up with this machlekes between Rashi and Tosi on the one side, and the Rosh and the Rabbi on the other side, whether three women have a chiyah simon or an optional simon. Um, the way we pass it is, we paskin that women have an optional zimmer. That's the way the Shulchan Aruch paskins. There are those who say that we paskin like the Rosh Hashanah Rabbeinu Yenah, i.e. the God. But the Shulchan Aruch says they've got an optional zimmer. And therefore that's where it comes from that the Minag, generally the Minag is, the women, even three women together, because it's only optional, it seems to have, I wouldn't say evolved, but it's just come about the women generally do not make a zimmer, even if there's three of them together. Right? There are places where they do it, but that's where it comes from. It's only optional. But, here's the important but. If the women are, um, you've got three men, once you've got three men, then any women who ate with them are mechuyah to answer. Because now there's already a zimun being created, we're not using the women to create the zimun, there's a zimun without them, then the women join on, and they answer the mechuyah to answer. Right? Very important, the mechuyah to answer. So much so that the Shulchan Aruch Haraf says, if you've got three women who ate, let's say with three men, now they can split off. Because now there's a chiyah zimun, created by the men, these three women also are mechuyah in zimun. So the three of them can split off and make their own zimun if they really want. Right, again, one probably could debate that, but the Mishnah Burra seems quite happy with that. That is the, um, and he says, because especially, you've got the shifters who say that women are mechuyah in zimun anyway. We did discuss a little more about that. We discussed, uh, one thing we did discuss, but it's just today's, um, uh, well, yesterday's share, today's share is in on Friday, Arab Shabbat. Uh, we did discuss the, the significance when it comes to, uh, because one very important point is the Rambam says, and the way we paskin, is that they cannot combine to say the Shem Hashem. Because that's the Dabba Shabbat you can't say the Kenu, that they don't do, even if there's ten women, or you want to combine them to make all that, that they, they definitely cannot do. That they don't do. Um, and we said, based on that, it comes out, a possible Nazgamina is an Ezra's Noshim, whether whether it's got a Kedusha of a Beit HaKnesses or not. And that will have various ramifications. One ramification we actually spoke about was to do with um, if you want to build an Ezra's Noshim in close vicinity of, of, a, of an existing shul, do you have to distance it or not? Because it's going to take away from the light of the shul. It depends on whether it's got the Kedusha of the shul itself. There would be other ramifications, things like uh, if you want to use the, the Ezra's Noshim as, as, a, as a shortcut. If it's got no Kedusha whatsoever, you can use it as a shortcut. But if it's got at least some Kedusha, which is, there is a shift of that, it's got some Kedusha, maybe not the same Kedusha as a, a men's Beit HaKnesset, you may not be able to use it as a shortcut, as is the din in the Beit HaKnesset. Um, that is, uh, again, there's more to speak about, but uh, this will have to suffice, because again, as usual, we are running out of time. Continues on the Gemara. Let's prove that Rav is the one who says, if they want to make a zimun, they cannot do so. If there's only two of them, they can't make a zimun. So Omar Rafimi by Yosef, Omar Rav, he's quoting Rav, Shalosh HaShah Kulikachat, we've got three people eating together, Yosef Echam Yem Nashuk, and one of them goes out to the market, claiming that they can call to him, Umazamin Allah, and then when he turns around and responds to them, they can make a zimun with him. So time was the claim that's only because they called him and got his attention. Halo Kayun, but it implies if they didn't call him, lie, the two remaining couldn't make a zimun. Why not? So you see, Rav holds that two people don't even have the option to make a zimun. So the Gemara is not a proof. Shani Hotham is different over there, because there were three of them who started, and therefore they had a chi of zimun, and therefore they want, when they, want, they want to make their zimun, not as a shut. 
doesn't mean to say they can't make a zim and the two are made, but if they don't call that, the, <coughs> if they don't uh, get the attention of that of the third person, you're only going to have two. There'll only be an optional zim. We want to be the kind of mitzvah as, uh, at its best, i.e. the chiyuv zim. So you've got no right from there. Ella rather says, okay, we'll try the other way around. So it's time to Rabbi Yechanan, who the Omai Merotzi, the Zami name is Zami. Let's prove that Rabbi Yechanan is one who says, if they want to make a zim and they cannot do so, the Omai Rabbi Baba Chanan, Rabbi Yechanan, Shnaim Shachli Ka'achas, you've got two people to eat together. One can be Yotze with the Broca of his friend. And we ask on that, Michael Marshall, what's he coming to teach us? The whole, the, the idea of Shemer Kaina? So neither, we've learned that in the Mishnah. Shama with the Oni comes in Megillah, in Sukkah. Shama, if he hears with the Oni and he didn't respond, he just keeps quiet. The Oni is Yotze with Shemer Kaina. So obviously, he has to be Yotze with somebody else's benching. But Omar Rabbi Zira, Rabbi Zira says, Loma is coming to teach us, She'ein Birkas Hazim and Beinea. Yeah, if you only got two of them, you don't make a zimmer. One can be yoked with the other one's bracha. Says Rashi, it's still called the other person's bracha. Why is it called his bracha? The reason is because... The reason is because it's a Shemeya Ka'ina. Zimmer is Peshat, that it's actually mamish, it becomes our bracha. That's different. It becomes our bracha, then, um, it becomes our bracha. And that's what we're saying. That there's no zimmer between them. That's, obviously, you can be yoked to somebody else's benching. Of course, you can. That's Shemei Akaena. It's only there's no zimun between them. So it says the Gemara at this time. That's the proof that Rabbi Yechonon is the one who says when you've got two people, there's no zimun. Omele Rova Barapuna Larapuna. Rova Barapuna said to Rapuna, Rapuna, what about the Rapuna? The Ottoman Marova, they came from Eretz Yisrael. Omri, they said, in Rosh Hashanah, if they want to make a zimun, two of them, Mizami, they can make a zimun. Now, my love is Shemei Aluhumi Rabbi Yechonon. Don't you think they heard it from Rabbi Yechonon? Rabbi Yechonon is the Mora, the Ottoman Eretz Yisrael. So you see, he holds that two can make a zimun. So the Gemara, no, no. The Shmiyalu who made Rav, they heard it from Rav, and they can't read the Nox to Bobo before he went down to Bobo. Rav used to live in Eretz Yisrael, therefore Rav, the Moskona, they're saying Rav is one who says they can make a Zimun, Rabbi Yechonon says you don't make a Zimun, and that's the way we pass him, two people do not make a Zimun, because Rav, Rabbi Yechonon, we go like Rabbi Yechonon. Kufa, says the Gemara, let's recap. Omar Rav, Dimi, Bar Yosef, Omar Rav, Shalosh HaShachul Ka'achat, we've got three people eating together, we also have one of them goes out to the market, tell him that they catch his attention, they call him a Mazamun and Olaf, and they make a Zimun with him. Omar Abayi says, Abayi would the Korolev Ali. That's as long as he responds. Nasa if you're relying on somebody who's not near you, he's ready out there, he has to actually respond. They say, Rabbi Shanawak, and he's got to respond. Then they get to the Zimmer. Omar Mazutra says, Mazutra, but Amoran Elabish That is only with three people, when you're making a Zimmer of three. Abul Basara, when you've got ten people and you want him to, one person goes out, so you want to be able to say, Lekenu, Adonaiti. It doesn't work unless he actually comes back. Um, Rashi asks a strong question. He says, Adarab, on the contrary, if it makes more sense to say the other way around. Tisha, and Kasar, when you've got nine people and one, you know, because one's gone out, at least you don't notice the difference. So why should the tenth one have to come back? Shanayim, whereas when you've got two people, one goes out, you can clearly see the difference between two and three. So surely the third one should actually have to come back to make that proper zimmer. So the Gemara of the Hilfstock and nonetheless, it still stays like we said, like Mazutra. My time, what's the difference? What's the reason? Since you want to mention the name of Hashem, unless you've got ten people, less than ten people, it's not Terech You need ten people in order to be able to, to mention the name of Hashem. And therefore, you must come back. And that's part of the way we pass him. We pass him if you've got three and one goes out, he doesn't have to come back, he's just got to respond. The way we pass him is, as long as he responds, we're all yet including him. And then I suppose he'll come back when it's hit himself the bench, and that's fine. Whereas if you've got ten people and one goes out, and you want to be able to say, Alekenu, then he's got to actually come back. Then he waits, the might say he waits till we tell Zanatako, we'll see about the Hashem more about how much 
uh, up to what point he has to wait, and then he can go off and do whatever he wants to do, and then he'll come back and bench. But as we said, if he waits, then this is the whole of benching, he can actually be into with, he can actually be into benching through that as well. Finally, it says the Gemara. Um, Omar Abayi, this is Abayi, in Oktinon, we have a tradition, we have a Kabbalah, Shanaim Shach Lukachas, two people who eat together, Mitzvah Lechalik, it's a mitzvah for them to split up. It's a mitzvah for them to split up. Now, the way we pass it is, that's referring to Birkas meaning it's better, and let's just go on and finish off the Gemara first, and then we'll clarify. Tanya Lami Hochi says, we learn this in the Brayta, Shanaim Shach Lukachas, we've got two people eating together, Mitzvah Lechalik is a mitzvah to split up, Ma'amed the one Amorim, when it's Akish Shneim, so if we remember both of them are perfectly uh, intelligent and uh, when I say intelligent I mean in terms of uh, knowledgeable and they, they're perfectly capable of making their own brothels. Uh, but if one uh, a Talmud Chochem he knows how to make his brothels and one does not Sefer Mavorich Ubur Yotze and the Sefer makes the brothel for the boy and he's Yotze with Shemei Akarina. So and that's the way we pass him which is in a nutshell is like this although Rashi seems to be saying this is also talking about a brothel or a the Maisa not other than the way we suggested that Rashi holds you've got to have three people even for the bracha Rishonah we don't pass him like that we pass him for a bracha Rishonah for a mozi for a buried pre or eight all these things strictly speaking although the mice that we've spoken about uh, a couple of weeks ago we don't strictly speaking not the way we're knowing but strictly speaking one person can be mozi to others as long as there's hesebo and whatever you need for it but strictly speaking one could be mozi to others and on the contrary if you've got all the conditions fulfilled, it's better to do it because of Borei Vom Hajat Melech. We don't do it for very good reason, as we said, well, the reasons discussed. But that, theoretically, you can do it. That's obviously on Shabbos, if you've got two people eating together. On Shabbos, we are no, and one person makes some for both of them. And that's perfectly fine. Even though Rashi would seem to say you'd have to have three people, we don't pass like that. But when it comes to the Brocha Acharoi, when it comes to Birkas HaMozen, that's already different. When it comes to Birkas HaMozen, that's different. For there, we say, if you've got three people, then you make a zimmer. If you've got two people, they should split up. Now, something which just occurred to me a little, just as we were going through the Gemara, is like this. Why is it that when we've got three people, we say, but after you should make the zimmer? Which means, theoretically, one person could bench for all of them. And yet, when you've got two people, we say, it's better, preferable, they should split up. Why? Why can't you use Shemeyaka in it? And I think the answer is because, and this will answer the, the, uh, the, the question which was raised during the shit. Because I said, you've got a clash you've got Rovom Hadras Melech, if you get one person to make a bracha for all of them. On the other hand, on the other hand, you've got Mitzvah Bo Yosem If you've got one person who makes the bracha for all of them, what about this? The best Mitzvah for me to make it for myself. I think, I'm not sure, but I think the answer is, Zimun is different. When it comes to Zimun, we just said in the Gemara earlier, when you make a Zimun, it's not just Shemei HaKa'ina. Shemei HaKa'ina means it's his bracha, and by, by me listening to it, through Shlichus, whatever the way it works, it's as if I've made it, I, it's as if I've made my bracha. Okay? He makes the bracha, himself, and for me. He's my Shliach. That's more or less the way we're learning. It's, it's a whole thing about how Shemei HaKa'ina works. So there, obviously, it's best if you've only got two of us, so we, there's no Zimun here, you can't make a zimun with two people. So rather than doing Shemeyah Ka'ina, which is Shlichut, better not. Because it's more preferable that I should do the mitzvah myself. I think that may be the svar in it. When you've got three people, that's a zimun. It's not just because, ooh, we've got three people, brave Amhajas Melech. It's more than that. Because then it's not his bracha. As Rashi said earlier, a zimun, it's our bracha. He's not just a shliach. 
It's our bracha. Shas is the three people that have joined together, and it's not his bracha that he's mashliach. It's our bracha. That's already. We, perhaps then you don't even have the problem of mitzvah bayesim b'shluchai. That we've spoken about. If you've got a worker as well, why is that not mitzvah bayesim b'shluchai? The answer is because he's my worker. Therefore, his work it's my work. He's my worker. So too, when you've got a zimun, it's not his bracha. He's not my shliach. It's our bracha. We've joined together. He's our mouthpiece. That's not shlichus. So therefore, with zimun, on the contrary, you the and you should join together. It's a good even even let's say for women, it's rishus. Good thing. But when you've got two people, when you've got two people, it's better to split up because there's no zimun there, and therefore all that will be happening is shemeyakoena. Shemeyakoena. It's better that you make your own brachas. Unless you've got one person who can't make a bracha. If you've got one person who can't make the bracha, then you split up. One person makes, make one person, uh, um, makes a bracha. Per, sorry, if you've got one person who can't make the bracha, then one per, the person who can make the bracha makes the bracha for the other person. Um, we spoke about it. Does that work even for, let's say, people who don't understand the chal, they don't understand Lashon Kodesh, like women, that's in times gone by at least, they don't understand the, the, the language. Rashi says it still works. Um, he brings a rab from the Gemara Megillah. Tosfos disagrees. Uh, many Roshanim disagree. Halacha lemaita is like this: if you really don't understand what's going on, not just you don't have to make the bracha, then it's better that you should say word by word. In other words, you, the person says boros, you repeat boros, aso aso, like that, and therefore you're saying it yourself. But if not, you can rely upon Rashi, which is that uh, even if you don't understand it, that's still the same idea as Sofa and Bor. Same idea, one person makes a bracha for everyone. And that's where it comes from with Alam Nechiyah, for example, one person makes a bracha for everyone, because not everyone is well versed in Alam Nechiyah, and that's where it comes from, but as we've spoken about in the past, better still, one person should make the bracha for uh, one person, uh, each person should actually say the words himself. That is the most preferable thing to do. And as I said, think about it, because now, now with this Torah about how Zimun works, how does that affect the bracha Roshona then? With the bracha Roshona, is it we said, obviously, because of Barov Amhadrach Nelef, it's better for one person to make the bracha for everyone. It's better for one person to make the bracha for everyone. According to Rashi, only if you've got three people. Why if you've got three people? Is it the same Tzvara? Because maybe only when you've got three people, that creates a zimun even for the bracha Rishona. Based on the Tzvara we've just given, so now it becomes our bracha. Ah, when it's our bracha, then yes, it's better, it's better for one person to make the bracha for everyone. Because you've got Barov Amhadrach Nelef, that's Gavaldic. When you've got only two people, Rashi would say, no, you shouldn't have one person make the bracha for because that's Shemiah Ka'ona again, instead of you make your own brothers. Lemaita, as I said, but Halacha Lemaita, strictly speaking, even if you've got two people, it would actually theoretically be preferable for one person to make the bracha for both of them, for Ebon Matrasmada. It's only with the bracha afterwards, that's where we say the bracha afterwards, you need three people, and the Lemaita, that three people only works for Brik Samozen, not for other things like Brocha Achorena, Lechatchida wouldn't work for Brocha Achorena and other things. Refer back to the earlier Shurim, uh, as I said, a couple of weeks, two, three weeks ago, where we spoke more about that at that time. Have a very good Shabbos and a good Brocha.